Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. I want to give you some things I believe about life that are factual. And I've got a lot of this from one of my mentors, Dr. John Demartini. We, if we worry what people think about us, here are some false assumptions. One, that we could make everyone like us. That's a false assumption. Two, that they're thinking about us all the time. That's a false assumption. So let's start with number one. Simultaneously, in any time and space, there will be someone who loves you and someone who loathes you, someone who supports you and someone who challenges you, someone who stands behind you and someone who stands against you. This was what Dr. John Demartini told me. And the, the reasoning he gave me was because every human being has an individual set of values a list of things that are most important to them in their life that drive them in the pursuit of who they are. And every human being that he's ever studied and researched has a unique set of values, i.e. everybody is different and no two people are the same. Therefore, someone on this planet has a very similar, almost the same set of values to you by chance. And someone on the planet has almost the opposite set of values to you by chance. Those that have a similar set of values to you will support you. Those that have an opposing set of values to you will challenge you. You can't do anything about that. That is the laws of nature and humanity. Now, if you think about it logically, and I'm always researching this, so I'm not saying I've got got the final answer. There'll probably be some improved science on this as we get better understanding. But if you think about it from evolution, humanity needs a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, a cobbler, it needs every trade to improve overall humanity's ability to grow, to survive and thrive. Evolution, to me, seems to be what appears to us to be a random selection of improvement of genetics. Whereas actually, if you think about humanity's Ability to survive through a changing climate and, you know, just through ongoing life, we have to be stronger, not weaker. Better, not worse. For humanity as a group to be better, individuals have to be better. For us to be better, we have to interdependently serve each other. I produce for you, you produce for you, you produce for you, you produce for you. I consume from you, you consume from you. So at the moment, I'm producing information for you. That's my value to you. But some of you, one of you in here might be a tailor and you produce for me. You might be an engineer who produces for me. So we produce and consume. We serve and are served in an interdependent way. That relies on us all to have different skills because if we were all the cobbler, 
or the dentist or the doctor or the lawyer, we'd have an oversupply in that area and an undersupply in that area, which would not serve evolution. Now, I don't know. How, this is, really blows my mind. And I, I, I know that there's an infinite intelligence that is far more wise than me. But for me, this is not accident. So no matter what you do, someone will support you and someone will challenge you. Someone will love you and someone will loathe you. Someone will stand for you and someone will stand against you, no matter what you do. No matter what instrument you play. No matter how old you are. No matter what you look like. Simultaneously, that's going to happen. The acceptance of that is fucking liberating. It is liberating. Now, there is a percentage of people who you can turn into a critic if you're a twat to them. And you can win over as a fan when they are first a critic. But that is a percentage. But I know because I've got lots of critics. The only reason I've got more critics than you, which I haven't, by the way, we've all got the same amount of critics. I just see more of them because I put myself out there more. Now, when you don't put yourself out there because you're scared of critics, you perceive you've got less critics. You haven't got any less critics. You just don't fucking know who they are yet. <laughs> because you're not out there. Because has David Beckham got more critics than me? Yeah. Because he's known more than me. Have some of you in this room got less critics than me? Yeah. Because you're known less than me, but only in your psychology. There's people in the world that don't even know they're my critic yet. <laughs> Can't wait to meet them motherfuckers. <laughs> People in this in the world that yeah, I'm going to I'm going to ruin their life. So no matter what you do, they are the realities of life. So accept that and be yourself. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.